his accent in Four Brothers is like the most Boston. His, I know, his accent in, in Ted is like the most Boston that it gets. Like, Look, it, it's funny. I, I can't say that you're right or wrong. Fernie is a resident Boston expert, and I, I have no clue. Which, by the way, Fernie, if you're listening to this, where the fuck are you? Huh? Where the fuck is the Wednesday rewrite, you piece of shit? I'm waiting for new episodes. He's still not back? No, no. He's on his fucking trip to Europe backpacking to find himself like an asshole. Is he? Yes. Really? I'm jealous. Oh, I wish God. I was backpacking oh, no. to Europe. Oh, no. He's just lazy right now. Oh. I don't think he can backpack to Europe right now. I think it's, isn't there a uh, pandemic going on? Well, not for you. No, I mean, I think in Europe too. I think I'm like lockdown five, the, the third coming. Yeah. It's kind of worse there. Yeah. Say what you want. You know, you, you we, we always give a lot of praise to the Europeans. I mean, right now the U.S. is kind of doing it a little better. <laughs> Thank you for welcoming us into your headphones. My name is Chema. And I'm Eddie. We're reviewing Army of the Dead, and, and this, this is the rollback. It's the rollback. And dude, you <laughs> folks, uh, for those on our Patreon, there will be some very funny context for this later. I mean, the movie's about guns. What do you think? What do you think I was gonna say? I don't know. Okay, oh, we need to get a so, Patreon for all this bonus yeah. content that we're creating. We do. Army of the Dead, directed by Zack Snyder. Always bet on the dead. Following a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, a group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble, venturing into a quarantine zone to pull off the greatest heist ever attempted. So we have new Zack Snyder film released by Netflix. Uh, the way I saw this movie, it, it felt like a like a like a combo, like a like a crazy. Uh, meetup between Zombieland and the Fast and the Furious. Uh, it's 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 got it's got a, a an ensemble cast. It gave me Suicide Squad vibes. It gave me uh, gave me uh, gave me actiony vibes. It gave me a lot of vibes to a lot of different inspirations. And we know Snyder loves his zombies. So this movie not connected to anything. What do we think? Has Snyder broken his untimely curse? Um, I guess to start, you mentioned something in there I want to talk about. This is a heist zombie movie, which isn't a hybrid I thought would work, but it did. You know, you got Zombieland, the zombie comedy movie. World War Z, a zombie action thriller. And Warm Bodies, which is a zombie YA movie that we never wanted. Um, but the heist works for me, I, I think. Uh, what, what about you? I think it does. I love the setup to the film. I love how it starts and it's like, oh, the government has a zombie. The zombie's set loose. It's, it attacks Las Vegas. It gets uh, it gets infected. They block everything. So Las Vegas has a big old stupid wall around it. And then they have a little quarantine zone around it. And then the government does, and the president does the most American president shit I've ever seen in my life, where he goes, <laughs> we're going to drop a goddamn nuke over Las Vegas. Las Vegas will be no more. And we're going to do it on the 4th of July so you can enjoy it with your families. 
America, fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. (laughs) So that is the America where Zack Snyder wants us to visit. And we got a ragtag group of friends joined by, led, sorry, by uh, Dave Batista, Ella Purnell, Omari Hardwick, Ana de la Reguera, uh, Shades from uh, uh, Luke Cage, uh, Tic Notaro and Raul Castillo. So a pretty international cast, pretty big cast, all different. Probably the most famous person being uh, Batista. And uh, you know what? Batista is shaping up, in my opinion, to be a pretty good actor. I you know, think uh, I think he's becoming a lot better. Yeah, I like think that, he started. I think this is the most emotional I've ever seen him ever in any role. Mm-hmm. Like, like he played silent badass in like James Bond, uh, Spectre in 007 Spectre, yeah. but like, uh, and he wore you know, tiny he, glasses. Yes. Also he was in Guardians of the Galaxy, which, you know, is he isn't exactly known for his wide range of emotion in that series. You know, he's yeah, hilarious. But it's, it's on purpose. Yeah. No, no, no. But like, we haven't had the chance to really see his range. And to me, yeah. I got a lot of his range in this, especially in that scene, which we'll talk about in a minute. Yeah. Um, but so real quick, so you mentioned the ensemble cast. Um, there was actually one minor thing. Um, who, who was the actor? You want to talk about the controversy? Yeah, let's fucking let's get out of the way now. Fucking, okay. they, there was some controversy in this film. Um, one of the initial uh, actors was actually cut and replaced um, due to allegations of sexual misconduct. I don't know if uh, he was ever prosecuted or anything like that, but. I do know Zack Snyder, he, to his credit, stated uh, the decision to replace him was an easy one. You know, it was like, no, like, we're not going to take this kind of bullshit here. Um, And that's why they they recasted the actor uh, to, I can't pronounce the name. Need. Nikitaro? Yes. Okay. So they recast her and they did the reshoots, but because of COVID, they were limited on what they can do. So she was either digitally inserted into a scene yeah. Or just shot her scenes by herself. That's why. Yeah. And that made so much sense. I'm like, why the fuck is she not in this movie more? Like, she's funny. Yeah. yeah. And now I know. Which, good workaround. Props to them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it made me want to, like, stare at her the entire time and try to see if, like, you could kind of see it. And you can kind of see it. Uh, you know, she's standing kind of away from, from from everyone. And I saw a couple of interviews where, where, where they were asking her, like, how uh, how's Dave Batista in real life? And she's like, I've never fucking met Dave Batista. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, they digitally, like, inserted me, like, there. But, um, yeah, the thing is, is that Tig Notaro, I, I'm familiar with her because I've been a huge fan of her comedy for, like, a long time. She has a special on Netflix. She has a show on, on Amazon Prime. She's been around for, like, a, a long time. And also, she has a great story like she she's a survivor of breast cancer and uh she's uh she's a she's married now she 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 has uh she has kids and she is so funny because her entire humor is just deadpan like saying very simple but very funny things uh there's a joke where like uh she said that she she goes to parties and then she sees like the sea of people and then she like she goes to a party at someone else's house and then she will see the sea of people and she'll just yell hey just so y'all know i'm going to bed in 10 minutes and then, like, <laughs> just see what happens. yeah just see what happens because it, even if it's not her house just to like see the rea- like people's reactions are like oh shit i guess we should go <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
And then apparently uh, she, she mentioned that uh, she she went to Ellen DeGeneres' like birthday party mm-hmm. and that she went there with her wife and that she said, she said, I saw Ellen with Oprah, with Justin Timberlake, with uh, Pink and like with a bunch of famous people. And then she said like, she, uh, she, she said, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and then she went to, to them and, and was like, hey, this party sucks. We're leaving. And she just, <laughs> she oh, just took shit. her wife and like left. <laughs> oh god, she's she's so funny. I highly. So what happened? I want to know the after nothing, effect. Nothing. She just leaves. She just dips. Oh and, god! If, if 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 anyone just wants like your daily dose of Tignatar, just watch her special on Netflix. It's called uh, oh, what's it called? Happy to be here. I think it's really funny. It sounds um, hilarious. Yeah, no, she's she's super funny. But yeah, the the main controversy is that the the act the original actor was Chris D'Elia. He he's a stand up comic. He's he's been in a few shows. I've seen him in a few things. Uh, he's most famous for being the guy from the Vine. Um, he was the oh my god. He's like oh my god. They were roommates. That's him. Uh, he was in season two of You. He's been around. And uh, yeah, these sexual conduct uh, allegations came out, which I believe he seems like that kind of guy. And uh, yeah, so he was just removed, uh, which I think for the better, because I, I, I love Tick Notaro. So, you know, putting her in anything is always a good idea. Um, but here is where I think one of the aspects of the movie kind of works, kind of doesn't work. Snyder is not, he's not a comedy director. He's not. He can try to insert some comedy into the movie, but the pacing is always a bit weird. Because you know he's a serious artiste director, and I think honest and to his credit, this feels like the movie where he's having the most fun, where mm-hmm. he doesn't feel like he has to carry an icon in his back. He's just like, I'm gonna make a fucking comedy, uh, I'm gonna make a goddamn uh, zombie action film, and I'm gonna have the time of my life doing it. And you know what? You can tell that he had this is what this is something that he wanted to do, you know. No, definitely. Um, I think, and a lot of people, some people would argue that Dawn of the Dead, his first like big feature length film, might it's be his, his best movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I, mm, yeah. Mm, mm. Some people would say it is. I'm not one of those people. Mm-hmm. But to those people who believe that Dawn of the Dead is his best film, I believe you have every right to be wrong. Um, but anyway. <laughs> Uh, so Army of the Dead, he's going back to his roots, you know, his origin, which, you know, in retrospect, Dawn of the Dead is really good. You know, it's a really good movie. Maybe we'll review it next week or something, but, uh, I didn't know this. I went back and I checked it something. So direct written. So it was directed by, uh, by Zack Snyder, you know, who, you know, no, yeah, no, Dawn of the Dead, the old one. Right. Okay. Cause, cause you notice, you know, there is a bit of a difference between Dawn of the Dead and Army of the Dead. Like you, you get the differences. Yeah. So it was directed by Zack Snyder. It was written, guess who? Wait. Take a second. Is it, I'm not, I'm not Googling it or or anything. Okay. I know it's a remake. I know it's a remake, but who wrote it? Do you you want want to hit? Was it James Gunn? Yes. (laughs) Okay. It felt it felt James Gunny. That's what right, though. And I'm like, man, like that, that kind of explains a bit of the differences between Dawn of the Dead and uh, Army of the Dead. And that, again, Army of the Dead, that, which is weird because Army of the Dead also feels James Gunny, like a little bit. 
It does, but you can tell it's missing his comedy, yeah. which I think is because you touched on it. You mentioned how you know it's there's some comedy in it, but it's not doesn't always hit. I think that's why. But I mean, when James Gunn is your backup, yeah, I think you're in good shape. Yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, the yeah. length, you know, might be the most uh, might be the most Zack Snyder thing about this movie because fucking a hundred percent two and a half hour movie. Which again, I like length, I like time, I like the story, but fuck, there's there's a few minutes worth of like filler we could have cut from this movie. Just a few minutes. Yeah, I'm so glad you pointed this out because I had I had notes on that. So. I started watching the movie on a Saturday. Okay, mm-hmm. I watched like an hour and a half of it, and then I, I had to pause it, and I, and I said, "Okay, I'll I'll just finish it tomorrow because I have to go do something else." Mm-hmm. So, I went out. I went out, and then I ended up meeting up with 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 a couple of my friends, and we were talking, and I and I was telling them like, "Hey, I started watching the new Snyder film on Netflix," and I told them like, "What's it about?" and everything, and they're like, "Oh, that sounds fun. That sounds really fun." And then I said, "It's two and a half hours long," and they said. Fuck no, I'm out. <laughs> Which I think says a lot about the uh, about this because you know four hours superhero epic with the Snyder cut, sure. I, I might not watch it every day, but yeah. I'll watch it. Yeah. But two and a half hour com- uh, uh, horror heist film, it's a hard sell. It's a hard sell to general audiences. Mm-hmm. Now, may I make the case? Uh, and very fair, to be fair, I am yeah. criticizing him for it. But may make the case, maybe that was because of all the backstory, because a lot of these characters have good to bad to no backstory, but I appreciate the attempt. Uh, yeah. Batista arguably has the most the engrossing. Best. Yeah, the yeah. best one. He so um, spoiler alert here, folks, uh, but um, he's able to save his daughter and his wife initially from the apocalypse. Uh, but then his wife turns into a zombie and we get a fast forward to him in his house and he's like hesitating because he sees his wife banging on the, the, I think the bathroom door to his daughter's room or whatever. And she jumps at him and he has to hold her and he's just like crying as he's doing it. And he just stabs her in the skull in the most heart jerking slow motion sequence of this whole film. And then the daughter sees the body and he's just bawling and like he has PTSD and he has guilt because I killed my wife, which as a husband, yeah, which as a husband, I can say is a no-no. Was that too far? Was that the moment I went too far? No, no, no. It's it's not far at all. It's just, it's not what I thought you were going to say. What what do you think I was going to say? Nothing. (laughs) Just like, oh, I mean, that's like, it sucks. (laughs) Yeah, sucks. I don't know, man. I can't think of many people that would knife their white that knife their significant other in the head, and it's okay. I will. I will say this: out of all the ways that I've seen killing zombies in film, this is the first time that I've seen stabbing like on top of the head. I thought that was pretty good. I mean, you've seen Walking Dead; you've probably seen like more creative kills, but you know here's here's the one thing that i will give army of the dead that no other zombie property has and that's a goddamn zombie tiger that that shit was crazy that was one of the most beautiful things i've seen in a movie this year just like a zombie tiger think of the possibilities (laughs) not since not since a couple of years ago we saw a zombie bear 
I was so excited to see a zombie animal. When the fuck did you see a zombie bear? What was that? It was that Natalie Portman movie where he where she goes through the through like a, a oh the wall. portal thing. Is that a zombie bear? Does that count? What was that movie called? Uh, Shimmer. No, eh, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it, um, there's a reason we don't remember it. Yeah, there was a there was a weird zombie bear there. It was cool. Oh, that's but, right. It was like a weird bear bone thingy that like took out someone's throat and used its voice. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah. So yeah, zombie tiger. Now here comes Zack Snyder, just like, hey guys, here's a zombie tiger. And we're like, oh my god, a zombie tiger. And then he's like, okay, gotta take this away and not use it. Um <laughs> Which you well, know, it was like, it, it, it was it two have... and a half hours, two and a half hours to do something with a zombie tiger, and it just stood there. It did have the second most satisfying kill of the movie. I we know the third most satisfying kill of the movie. What was your what was your favorite satisfying kill of the movie? Uh, when Burt Cummings, the asshole, uh, the asshole prison guard, got killed not once but twice. Oh yeah, twice. That was a very satisfying death. It took me like a couple seconds to be like, is that fucking Shades from Luke Cage? And like, oh yeah, that's Shades from Luke Cage. Dude, <laughs> he his death him was so satisfying. Yeah, because he was an asshole. Oh uh, no, and I told Nikki, like, they're building him up so that his death is gonna be pretty good. Yeah. And I like the fact that uh, uh Lily shot him, like the 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 coyote, yeah. the coyote. Fucking coyote, yeah. Yeah, fucking shot him and like all right, he's a sacrifice. And they slowly eat him, turn him into a zombie, and then fucking shoots him again. Satisfying, satisfying death. Oh, oh. God. Um, hey, so how'd you feel about them like changing up the zombie formula? Because like, there's an alpha, there's a zombie tiger. Like, they changed up some of the rules. I like how they they adapted. They have adapted into that. Like it's not just all fast zombies or all slow zombies. They have types. It kind of reminded me of uh, what they did in the Last of Us, mm-hmm. especially what they did in Last of Us too. Because uh, something very creepy that I think was utilized to great ways in the Last of Us Part Two was there's this new kind of zombie that you cannot hear. Like they're super quiet, and sometimes you'll just be crawling, you know, trying to not make any sound and you'll just turn and they'll just be like right there in your face mm-hmm. and i thought that was really creepy they they do something kind of like this here and uh it is cool it it, it is cool that the, 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 that they do change the formula i like the idea of like the zombies developing a monarchy you know a king and a queen and and if i'm not wrong the queen is pregnant at some point but yes yeah, that and was that threw me the fuck creepy. off. Yeah, because how, how how they done did that? How? I mean, look, Charma, and look, when a man and a woman truly love each other, sometimes they have a moment, and that moment produces a baby. I will educate you on everything else another date, but that's how it happens, Shema. That's how it happens. So back to the podcast. <laughs> can you can you tell we're scripted because i'm so bad at improv like <laughs> i'm giving you gold here man yeah I'm kidding. I'm kidding. um I'm kidding. here's the uh, thing that i can't i can't tell you i enjoy a lot and that is the cast 
Um, you didn't I enjoy? I loved it. Enjoy. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. I loved. Look, I like I like Batista already. Not not only because he was a character I always use in WWE SmackDown versus Raw 2008, featuring ECW, but. <laughs> That, that that's the one where they introduce ECW. No, you're okay. right. It's just like it's funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, not only because I like Batista, but because I like Ana de la Reguera. She's a very famous uh, Mexican actress, and she is really good in the film. She she plays kind of this foil character to work against with uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Batista. I liked uh, his daughter. I like how determined she was and how, you know, we've seen this kind of dynamic relationship. Hell, we even saw it in uh, in the Mitchells versus the Machines a couple of weeks ago. But I, I, I like the dynamic. I think I think it's fine. Uh, I like uh, Banderhoe, who's a lone survivor at the end. Uh, I love that scene where, like, uh, he just keeps bringing zombies to throw into the traps uh when they're when they're trying to get to the to to the vault i like uh uh dieter the 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 german guy i love he is a standout he's the standout of the film he's uh he's getting his own movie you know that right yeah and he's directing it yeah and zach snyder's producing it apparently which hopeful fucking lee it should be coming on netflix sometime next year yeah um yeah, he's good. He is. A, I, I, I watched the film and then I talked to a friend of mine who also watched it. And I was like, what do you think of the characters? And, and, and he said, man, I don't have a daughter, but if I had one, I would let him date her. Because he's so polite. I loved him. And the thing is, he gets so snarky at like the best times because of you. This is a four lock mechanism. You know what that means? It means I have one chance left or it closes forever. Just, he's intense. Uh, yeah. But also, like, he's such... Uh, how do I say this? He's very awkward. He's yeah. not trying to be, but he is. But he has a good heart. And if anything, that shows up uh, in his sacrifice. Um, and yeah, it, he throws Vanderhoe into the bolt, yeah. Yeah, and, but the thing is, I thought he was going to close it and with the bolt in a minute. But no, he closes it so that way Vanderhoe can get away and he dies to the king. Yeah. And it's just like... Genuinely, like Nikki, uh, we were watching it, we were here watching it, and I still I was like, No, no, the vault closes. I'm like, He's gonna live, he's gonna live, he's gonna live, he's gonna live. They nuke it. I'm like, He got into the vault, he got into the vault, he got into the vault. Bro <laughs> comes out, and like, No, son of a bitch. I see the bags being thrown. I'm like, There's that's too many bags for one person, and then he shows up at the airport. I'm like, Fuck, it is just him, yeah, yeah. uh, um. Yeah, he's great. Uh, Lily, the, the 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 coyote, she's cool too. Um, and but it's them, uh, Mikey, who's the who they kept referring him to as Guzman, and then Goose, which is a weird nobody who's as a Mexican. I can confirm this. Nobody whose last name is Guzman gets called Gus. That's 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 you can tell a white man wrote this. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so it's that, and then uh, and then Tignotaro as the as the helicopter uh, pilot. Uh, this is a great crew. This is a fun crew. I, I think you're forgetting one. Who am I missing? Miss Chambers. Miss Chambers. The the badass Athena that gets taken that like goes out oh, the fastest right. way possible. Oh, that's right. She probably has the best death in the movie. By the way, she has the best Isn't fight it? scene though, too, possibly. Yeah. Oh, God, I just okay. I like the movie, 
But I think these characters sometimes took the stupidest, dumbest decisions they could have taken. And what she should have done, in my opinion, was, you know, she's being chased by the zombies. She's about to die because these the asshole uh, guard is with them and is leading them towards danger because he wants to get just ahead of the queen. After she finally realizes that he that he's playing them, you know, use your last seconds to be like, hey, he's playing y'all. Okay, kill me now, you know. But she doesn't. She just goes like, "Oh, you guys run!" It's like, no, that's 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 such a Snyder thing to do. Also, like, it's oh god, there was a so Snyder did the uh, so to promote the film, Snyder did the 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 little uh, Google it interview. You know, when when they give them like boards and they ask them like, "What does Zack Snyder does when he does this thing?" So he did that, and one of the questions was like. What is Zack Snyder famous for? And he said, like, oh, people make jokes that I put a lot of slow motion in my films, but that's not true. Yes, it is true. It is, and you know, embrace it, Zack. You know, is there like thirty minutes of slow motion in the Justice League movie? I think there's actually like yes. thirty minutes of it. Yes, and <laughs> I think if you took the slow motion out of this film, it would have been like a good maybe two hours, maybe almost two hours. Yeah. I mean, um, I kind of, I, well, yeah, you're not wrong. It's his thing. It's his thing. But the yeah. thing is, he doesn't, he doesn't too much. You sparingly slow motion is amazing. Yeah. I don't remember if slow motion's ever been used in like a Marvel property, except maybe Ant-Man, maybe. Yeah. Um. So no, uh, and uh, well, one thing I want to ask is you mentioned all these characters so, yeah. quick question: How did you feel about all these characters being fucking slaughtered within the span of about thirty-five minutes? We lose the entire fucking crew. It gave me Rogue One vibes. Oh, that's it gave right. Me Rogue One vibes, like okay, like by the time the movie was ended, what was ended? Spoiler alert! But nobody makes it, um, except the daughter. Yeah. Um, yeah. So by the time the movie ends. I kept thinking like, okay, so he definitely doesn't want to, he's not going to do a sequel to this. Like it's just going to end. But then we have that little, little, uh, little scene at the end where Vanderhoe survives and he took some money and he's about to live his life. He, he gets himself a plane. He's about to fly and go to vacation in Mexico city out of all God, out of the whole entire world. And what do we see that he's been bitten and that he is about to wreak havoc. And honestly, good. Mexico city needs to go. So I said what I said. They have good museums and that's it, okay? Let me explain to you, okay? <laughs> here's the thing. Here's, here's the thing. You know how in the US, every state has a thing that you can make fun of them? Yeah. Okay, here's the thing about Mexico City. Are you familiar with quesadillas? Yes. You're familiar. To you, what is a quesadilla? Tortilla with cheese? Correct. And then, and then correct. you, add, you That's can add it. shit. <laughs> correct, correct. That's it. In Mexico City, if you ask for a quesadilla, they, they will ask, do you want cheese on it? And the answer is a fucking course. But they don't work in the same logic because to them it's like no quesadilla comes from the Nahuatl word that means folded tortilla. So anything that is in a tortilla is a quesadilla. And then no, 
They're wrong. And every other state agrees with this logic, okay? Except for them. So yes, for the future of, of for the good of the entire Mexican country, they need to go. Okay. So this movie ended and it gave me it gave me a good hope that you know Mexico yeah. will be finished off. Yes. What about all the innocents? What about the innocents? What about the children? Fuck them kids. <laughs> okay. So the movie ends and there's no survivors except for except for Batista's daughter, who looks nothing like him, by the way. And <laughs> um Okay, so question. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, you first. You're 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 a wrestling guy. Yeah. Were you expecting him to like Batista bomb a couple yes! of zombies? <laughs> yes, I was expecting at least a spear. I was expecting him to at least spear the shit out of the king or fucking the spine buster, something. I know his repertoire. I know everything he has at his disposal. Sidewalk slam, big boot, everything. Simple fucking punches to the face. If this asshole can put the Undertaker through a goddamn table at WrestleMania 23, why the fuck couldn't he take out a simple goddamn king with a few punches and kicks? I get it. He's older. You know what? It's a zombie king. Man the fuck up. You already killed one zombie king. You almost killed The Undertaker. Jesus Christ. You've unlocked Wrestling Eddie. Chema, are you happy now? Are you yes, happy? I, I wanted this the entire review. Yes. The whole fucking time. I was waiting for him to hit something. Something, man. A shoulder block. I would have taken a fucking shoulder block. Something. You know what I thought? I thought the helicopter was going to start to go up. The king was going to come out. Batista was going to look at his daughter. Look at the king, be like, I love you. Go and spear the shit out of the king and go out like a man fighting as the nuke comes down. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, this happened. God damn it, man. <laughs> you know what I was waiting? I was waiting for like the one shot for like, you know how, of course, they, they have like the one scene where like they start arming and like getting all the guns and like getting all the equipment, you know, I was just waiting for someone to like hand him like his little, his little like uh, a boxer short thingy, like, like it, it wasn't even a short, it was, it, it, it was like a, like not a tiny whitey, but like a, you know, like the, the one with the bull in the back, you know, yeah, yeah. I was just, I was just waiting for someone to be like, and, and. You know, something like I was just waiting for something like that. God damn it, Batista. Uh, a steel chair wrapped in barbed wire, something. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to watch some of his matches, WrestleMania 23 against The Undertaker, Triple H Vengeance 2005, fucking, you want to see him break John Cena's neck? SummerSlam 2008. He broke John Cena's neck. All right, something. <laughs> just- I just wanted to hear I walk alone just playing in the background, just like while he was being, <laughs> he was you know destroying these zombies. So somebody make an edit. Somebody just make an edit of Batista going ham at those zombies with walk alone in the background. Just like <laughs> something. I would have gladly have taken that. Fucking all right. So I got a question for you. Yes. Um did you okay? So I thought this would have been cool, but maybe this was asking too much, which to be fair, probably was. What if um that's when the time comes and they open the vault there's actually no money in there and the whole heist was so the douchebag martin could get the head of the zombie queen 
he his his plan was to kill the pilot, take the helicopter, and leave all those people to die in the nuke. But he has the yeah. zombie queen's head. Like, what do you think that would have been a decent twist if it's like this whole heist was a lie the whole time? I think it would have been a little too obvious. Oh, I think so. And yeah, and I, I'm glad that there was money, you know, because mm-hmm. um, that that made sense. I mean, it kind of sucked that nobody got it, <laughs> but um, but yeah, the one thing that uh, I, I I like how they added the twist of like of like I don't care like I don't care about money. I, I came here for the head. Um, I like that, and sorry, but my main thing with that was. Um, how do I explain it? So there's a theory going on. Mm-hmm. And I was afraid while I was reading it because I read this after watching the movie. Because when I was finishing the movie, I thought this was a this was fun, but it's probably the uh, the unsnyderest Snyder film out there. Like I think it's his most accessible, probably. But then somebody pointed this out. Do you remember the scene where they get to the vault and they say, look at those bodies? those are us like that's like 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 there's been previous teams that 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 have been sent here they've all died somebody pointed out that all of the all of the skeletons have each one of them have one thing that each of them have so uh there's a skeleton that that, that has batista little batista's little uh, red uh scarf thingy uh, there's one that has the, the the same necklaces as the helicopter pilot there's uh, so they're the same. So there's a moment where like a Dieter, the the German one, says uh, entering that vault is like, like, like uh, he's talking about like the architecture of the vault and how it's a work of art. And, and he says entering that vault is like entering another dimension or like a time loop or something like it, like you go back in time. Somebody's pointing out that it's a possibility that these people are just trapped doing the same loop of like being sent down there and, you know, being sent again over and over. And I thought, oh, there's Snyder. <laughs> there he is. Um, you think he's and, just fucking with the audience, or do you think he did yeah, that on purpose? I think he did that absolutely on purpose. Like I, and the fact that it is not a hundred percent developed is peak Snyder. Um, <laughs> sorry, he's he's friends with Nolan, so you know he probably picked up a few tricks. Um, but you here's know, the thing. Yeah. No, I was gonna say you know he has Nolan for his uh, for his blessing with Man of Steel. Yeah. And then I look back and I'm like, wait, you didn't have to fucking ask him a goddamn blessing. Like you're yeah, your own, you're a great director in your own right. Anyway, I'm sorry, I interrupted you. Yeah. No, no. Um it make that no noticing that that specific thing is gonna is making me want to rewatch it just to like see if I can catch more on that. And I think that's going to help give the movie a little bit of more life and legs. Like I, th- I think people are, are going to come back to see those specific things. Mm-hmm. It definitely makes the movie a little bit more uh, complete and uh, more complex, which is funny because it doesn't have to be. It's a zombie heist film, <laughs> which is why I think it's weird that it's two hours and a half, two hours and a half long. Um, but yeah, I think the money plays a big part in that because it is the driving motivator for everyone. I mean, right at the start when they're, when they're talking about why to do it, hell, even Thich Nhat Hanh's introduction is is entirely based on that. Like, like they don't even give her the mission. It's just, it's just, it's just like, she's like, five million dollars, like, shit, like, you know, I'm in. 
I'm in, you know, I have, I have nothing else to add. Um, so yeah, I think the money is extremely important. I think it needs to be there. It's the driving motivator for everyone else. I mean, what, what are they going to do? Open the vault, have, have nothing there and be like, oh, maybe the real zombies is the friendships we made along the way. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, kind of. Yeah. I, I was kind of thinking like, they'd be like, are you fucking stupid? No, of course the money's not here. We came here for this though, you dumbasses. Your team yeah. got me in. I don't know. I think, uh, I think, no, I think the, definitely the, the, the money needed to be there. Um, I want to, I want to ask you something. Shoot. So one of the first few episodes of the FBA, if you remember this, was that we talked that maybe the rock is the best or the most important, uh, wrestler turned actor ever. Is Batista, is Batista running like behind him and being like on your left? No. Because look, because look, I addendum. Mm-hmm. The Rock is a franchise, you know, legend. What he touches, you know, breaks a breaks lot home. of money at the box office. But, but, and Batista has not been in, you know, as many blockbusters as The Rock. But Batista is in the highest grossing film of all time, Avengers Endgame. He is in franchise gold in the Guardians of the Galaxy films. And he's been, and yeah, while his movies has not have not been like the highest grossing films of all of, of all time, except for uh, Endgame, the movies that he has selected have been very very specific. He did uh, he did James Bond. He worked with uh, he did uh, Blade Runner, which is Denis Villeneuve, which is who he's considered to be one of the most emerging new talents in in directing. He's gonna be in Dune, you know, so. Yeah, maybe not enough. Maybe not not a lot. And he's had his 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 weird falls, but I don't think it's too far fetched to be to have him in the in the in in talks or like in consideration because very quietly he's been working with very talented, very interesting directors and being in very interesting more more uh, experimental films. Uh, while I think The Rock is doing strong numbers, but I don't think movies that are going to have legs or that we're going to still be talking in a long time. Mm-hmm. Well, I think we will be talking about something like Blade Runner or Guardians, you know? So I, I just want to put it out there. Yeah. Let me see. Batista is 52. Is that too late though? To like take, take how old is the rock? 49. He's three years younger than Batista. Okay. I think um, Batista had a late start in WWE. So I mean, I can't even tell. Yeah. Um, also, the, the the other thing is that he he mentioned recently that, um, what's it called? Um, Guardians Three is gonna be his last time playing tracks. So he says he's the, the character. The character is, is going to be retired. Whether he's gonna die or not, we don't know. But uh, James Gunn just said like, well, we'll either retire the character or he'll die. We don't know. But no one else is going to play him. And. You know, a lot of actors can play Iron Man, but no one could play Drax, in my opinion. I mean, yeah. I don't know, man. I think not a lot of actors can play Iron Man. Not a lot of actors can play Drax. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it's been a very interesting trip to see Batista doing these kind of films. And I think this one specifically showed a lot of his range. Do you want to talk about the scene? Uh, you mean the scene where he you know, 
the wife. Not the just scene. that scene. Uh, the, the scene heli- where like he post helicopter. Yeah, post helicopter. Lobster rolls. Definitely got to be lobster rolls. Oh God. <sighs> he's he's very stoic, but I like the scenes with the daughter, and I like the scene at the end where like he pretty much has to be like, you know, just do it. And there's a poetic justice in there, like how he had to kill his wife, and now his daughter has to, you know, kill him. Put him down. Yeah. Let's be honest. Was... She put him down. Let me see. I'm actually sure. I'm, I'm going back through his. Uh through his videography. He will be in Thor Love and Thunder. Yes. With uh, the audience, yeah. He was in My Spy, Stubber. I don't know, man. I just... I don't know. It, it's tough because he can't... I, I can't see him. He's too big, in my opinion, to play, like, the small roles that a lot of actors kind of build up on. Like... I could never imagine him being like the dad in a quiet place. Yeah, like, totally. like he's too built. But then again, that that's typecasting him, and I don't know. I don't. Know. I it, I still have a hard time seeing him as anything other than the animal. But maybe that's just because I'm a wrestling fan. That doesn't mean I don't support him. It's just like, yeah, he's peeling back the layers. To be fair, though, The Rock, I was never around a wrestling fan when The Rock was around. So I know him more as an actor than a wrestler. I've watched a ton of his matches. But as far as I'm concerned, he's an outsider. You know, he's he's a film, he's an actor first, a wrestler second. Batista, I watched him wrestle live on several occasions. I saw the man sweat and yeah. beat the shit out of people. So I don't know. I think, I think this is a good thing. And I hope as he continues... He'll break the typecasting because, according to him, after Blade Runner twenty forty nine, he had a lot more offers for more emotionally impacting roles. Yeah. So no, good for him. Like, you know him more as an actor than than a wrestler, correct? Um. Yeah. I mean, because I've seen, also because he's done less movies, mm-hmm. and I'm liking. I, I I've been liking seeing him in these very strange. Uh, movies because you know Spectre is a James Bond film, but I think it's very unique. Is something is off about about Spectre in a good way, I think. And I think he plays uh, that Hedgeman character pretty good. And Blade Runner is a whole other animal. Just the fact that he's in Blade Runner, I think, speaks a lot about him. I think mm-hmm. says a lot about him. Um, and this, yeah, this is probably an easier role to do. It's 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 a less uh, focused, less emotional film but i think this is the movie where like you can see that he's taken everything that he's taken from these other from these other roles and from these all these directors because they're all different and you know when you compare them by the end which we shouldn't but let's do it uh if you compare them by the end by now batista has worked with james gunn with Zack snyder with danny villeneuve with the russo brothers with uh What's his name? Uh, God, I forgot his name. Uh, shit, 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 shit. Uh, anyway, these are all big names. And they're not like, and sure, they're commercial directors, but they're like big. Like they're, art, I don't want to say artists, but they're like, you know, they're complex directors. And mm-hmm. 
that teaches you things as an actor, I think. And I think he's becoming, he's becoming, like, like you said, he's becoming layered. And I think we might be seeing like the start of like a big talent, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you could be an Arnold or you can be a rock and you can do action films, you know, to your heart's content. But I think he's going to do something a little different. And I'm really excited to see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I can tell you this right now, man. He has yeah. a work ethic. I mean, getting into wrestling in your late 20s, early 30s, that's no small feat. Um, one person at, uh, at, in WC, while well, he was in WCW, uh, he was at their, one of their training camps back when they were so open. And one of the trainers said, you're never going to do shit in this business. Get the fuck out. Yeah. You know, he very much fought through adversity when he was younger. And as he got older, you know, uh, he grew up uh, in the not the best part of Washington, D.C. Um, I'll say it like that. He very much had to overcome a lot of obstacles. And working a WWE schedule, you're on the road 250 or 300 days a year. It busts your ass. You work hard. And I'd argue he's probably... That work ethic, I think, is also going to help him. Not just his acting chops, but the fact that he's willing to take on multiple roles at once. You know, he's willing to go the extra mile, go the distance and do everything you know his cv is not lacking in films as of late he's been very particular but yeah. also he's no slouch yeah i mean like, like i said I, i'm excited to see where his career chairs takes him i want to see him in dune i really want to see the the dune whenever it, whenever it finally comes out um <laughs> it's gonna yeah, bomb I'm just... so hard but i hope he does well in it <laughs> look, look me in the eyes and say it's not gonna bomb look me in the eyes and say it's not gonna make like maybe 20 million dollars in its opening weekend maybe it's 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 definitely a niche a niche film and i don't think the names are going to be enough to carry it i mean uh, i don't know it's going to bring in the people who like the book it's going to bring in the people that like danny villeneuve it's going to bring the people that like timothy chalamet it's going to bring the disney kids who like zendaya it's going to bring uh the people who like hans Zimmer. so you know it's a big cast I can't, just, can't can't deny that. I don't know, man. I don't know. I w- also, I wonder when you think he's he going to join the Fast and the Furious franchise. He is. I, has I it will, been confirmed? No, but I'll bet you anything he joins. If the Rock well, is there and John Cena is there, I bet you Batista will be. Come on, come on. He he's the perfect like him and John Cena can hook up and play like twin bad guys. Here's the thing. He he can say no if the offer comes in. Mm-hmm. And he'll still have work, and I think that says a lot about him. I think because John Cena, I think the second that he realized that he's better as a comedy actor than as an action actor, mm-hmm. his career just got immediately better. Like he got immediately more likable. Because I will take, I will take a million uh, Marines just so I can have another blockers. Okay, because he was so stupidly funny in that one. So, <laughs> he, he, what is it? Know. Oh, he actually just finished a filming on a show, uh, Peacemaker. Yeah, a Peacemaker for, TV show. Yeah, for for the the Suicide Squad. Oh yeah, he's gonna be in Suicide Squad. He's gonna be so good in Suicide Squad too. He's gonna be there, Batista. He's gonna be there, Drax. And you can already tell in the fucking trailer, like I yeah. will kill as many men, women, and children as it needs for peace. Douchey Captain America. <sighs> Yeah. Uh, speaking of Captain America, did you saw the Eternals trailer that, that came out this morning? 
the the trailer trailer came out. Yeah, the movie trailer. Yeah, I have not. Okay, it's good. Um, there's an interesting scene because there's a scene where like you can tell this is probably gonna be the most serious Marvel film. By serious, I mean that it's gonna have the least comedy. Mm-hmm. And this, but there's a scene at the end where like you know they have to hook us in with a little with a with a joke, and it's the Eternals and they're eating their their meal, and then one of them says like. So Iron Man is gone and Captain Rogers is retired. So like, who's going to lead the Avengers? And then one of them says like, I'll do it. And they all laugh, but we don't get it because we don't know them yet. And in that second, I I went like, there's a new Captain America. What are you talking about? What's wrong with you? The disrespect. I don't know if this movie is going to be any good or not. But we're going to find out, aren't we? I mean, I'm sure it will be. It's Marvel. They're going to have their committee, like, go through it and make sure it's good. I'm just like, okay. It's going to be good. Like, it's... Again, they're going to put it through the Marvel machines. Like, it's going to be good. I have no doubt about that. Look, Academy Award winner Chloe Zhao is directing this. And I trust her because she's literally never given, never directed a bad film. Well, it was how she directed it. She did Nomadland, which just won Best Picture at the Oscars. It was a weak year. Let's be real. <laughs> Come on. Uh, it was the year of 2020. It was. It, remember how we talked about it, that whoever wins the Oscars for the year of 2020, it's gonna be, there should be a little asterisk there at the very end. Yeah, there's a fucking asterisk right there. It says the movie theaters were shut down for about eight to nine months of this year. <laughs> All right. Don't enjoy your win too fucking much. Okay. Okay. Here's the thing. I want you to, whenever you get a chance, watch a little movie called The Writer that she directed, okay? The Writer or The Reader? The Writer. Like, he, it's a guy that rides a horse. Just okay. The Writer. Okay? Just trust me on this. Okay? Because right. she did this little movie about this cowboy. Little movie about a cowboy. That's it. And Marvel saw that and said, here, have all of our budget Go crazy. She came in and she changed all the rules. You remember when 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 Edgar Wright got fired for Ant Man mm-hmm. because she because he said I want to do an Edgar Wright film. They, they want to make a Marvel film. Mm-hmm. She came in with all of her ideas and they said, "Do whatever you want." She has something mm-hmm. that Edgar Wright doesn't to get Marvel's attention. I think that speaks volumes. What's the thing that she has that Edgar Wright didn't have? I don't know. We'll know it when we see Eternals. But I can tell you, I've seen I've seen the writer and I've seen Nomadland, and no one else makes movies like her. Like no one else. She is in a league of her own. You know, Fernie made a point. Uh, he said Marvel made like played the biggest fuck you to DC when they made the Guardians of the Galaxy a multi-billion dollar franchise. Yes. <laughs> I wonder if this is Marvel, like, getting that low bar of characters no one's ever heard of and, like, going lower. In like, you think the Guardians of the Galaxy are amazing. We can at least sell these plush toys. Look at these fuckers that you've never heard of, the Eternals. Probably. And maybe, maybe it bombs. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's an experiment that doesn't work. Or maybe... Just maybe it's gonna be the most turned Halloween ever, and everyone's gonna and every friend group is gonna cosplay the Eternals. I don't know. We don't know. You know, the last time Many I said things there, have happened. The last time I said there was gonna be a chink in the armor for Marvel, fucking 
uh, I think it was was it Ant Man or Ant Man and the Wasp? Ant Man. Was it, it was Ant Man. Yeah. And I said, I think my dumbass was like, "There's a chink in the armor. You wait and see. DC is gonna take the top spot." I'm not making any predictions anymore. Yeah. This is what we call you Nostradamus when you're not here. Who the fuck is we? You and I both know I'm your only friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Wait, we, we Back got to way Army of the Dead. We got way the yeah. fuck off, off topic. All right. So uh, yeah. final thoughts on Army of the Dead. You know, what overall impression? Would you watch it again? You know, who do you recommend this to? Army of the Dead is fun. But you it's two and a half hours long and that's it's not a hard fun. sell it's it's uh here's the thing and this is my main my this is my main point with this film for how insane of a premise it has i wished it was i wish it had more fun with it i wish it went mandy levels of bonkers mm-hmm. because even though the premise is fun and the actors are good and they're they're, they're all uh, fully committed to what they're doing, Snyder and and, and I, I I know Snyder is is this is what he wanted to do. You know he's not constricted by DC or anyone. We know that Netflix is very like, hey, go crazy, do whatever you want. But you can tell that this is a fun premise, but he's not going all the way with it. And I wish it went all the way with it. Like this is the equivalent of, oh, I'm having fun. I'm going to untuck my shirt a little. That's mm-hmm. it. Like that's when, you know, you could go, you know, dance on top of a table fun, you know, mm-hmm. it's fun, but it's two hours long. And if you're not, if, if it doesn't hook you, it's not going to hook you by the end. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of interesting to see where it's gonna go, like with the with the prequel film, still selling theater, and there's gonna be like an eight episode anime, yeah, uh, style with like all the whole cast returning to voice their characters. So that's cool. Um, I don't know how cool that's to gonna see. work, but okay. Me neither, but you know, Netflix can do can do wonders. So Netflix can pay whatever amount of money they need. Yeah. So I don't know. Final thoughts. It's fun, but. I don't think it's for it's for it's for everyone, and I'm not saying it in a oh you don't get it. No, if this is the easiest movie in the world to get, mm-hmm. but it's long. So yeah, and, and and I don't think a lot of people are going to enjoy the fact that you know the ending is kind of a downer, like everyone dies. Um, it's fun throughout, but it's not fun by the end. I think so, and you know you leave with the impression that you that you leave by the end. I give it a seven out of ten. And I think it's, it's, I mean, good for Snyder. He's doing something that he wants, but eh, it's, it's, it's good, but it's, uh, it's just good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I'm gonna give it a, probably a C, honestly. Um, not terrible, not by any means. It's not a, that's not a diss to this film. It's just, I don't want to see myself wanting to see it again anytime soon. I see myself maybe, watching with a group of friends and we're on netflix and we're just like drinking we're like hey what do you want to watch hey i'm of the dead we can make fun of it cool and we all just watch it and bullshit shoot the shit you know what i mean mm-hmm. um yeah. but it's not a film i would actively go to rewatch, and that's i think the biggest thing that hurts it maybe if they trim the fat i would like i compared it to venom it's so stupid but there's fun but venom yeah. is 90 minutes of fun 
this is 150 minutes of fun. Mm. 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 Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not it's not ideal. But I mean maybe if Batista had speared some fuckers, maybe I would have liked him more. But you know. That's neither here nor there, sir. Um he, this is a what what we can't say is that this movie is a is a, is a cautionary tale. Mm-hmm. So what is the lesson that we learn from this movie? If you're driving and you and your new bride that you just got hitched to offers to give you a blowjob, just say, "Wait for the motel." Jesus Christ! Just just remember remember how this all started. Oh my god! Well, also, that kind of bugged me. Why the fuck did they only send like four Humvees, four horsemen to protect this goddamn vehicle? If you have a zombie in a case, start by wrapping that case in a layer of duct tape, at least two inches thick, and then wrap that layer of duct tape with some salts, goddamn sulfane, and then you transport it with at least 10 trucks in the front, 10 trucks in the back, and at least like three goddamn helicopters guarding the damn thing. I'm just saying, like, y'all didn't protect it enough. A blowjob should not be able to cause the apocalypse. <laughs> You know what? You know what? I will. I will. Uh, I, I will give this film. Watch Tig Notaro stand up. She's fucking amazing. Just watch her stand up. She's so funny. She's uh, just just. If anything, what everyone stream Tig Notaro. Yes. And sure. you said it's on. Uh, it's on Netflix, right? Yeah. Fuck if it, you just. If you just type Tig Notaro, like she'll have, I, I'm pretty sure the special is called uh, Happy to Be Here. Mm-hmm. And it's, she, she's just really funny. There, there's a joke that she does by the end that drags out for 15 minutes. So she does the same joke for 15 minutes at the end. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you that it had more, it had me on the edge of my seat. Mm-hmm. For 15 goddamn minutes. You have to be like a Bo Burnham level of talent to milk a joke for 15 minutes and not make it <laughs> annoying. Okay. Just trust me on this. She is a talent. I'm so glad that she, that she, because she, she, you know, this is very weird that she would do this, but I think she, it was awesome. I think she was so cool in this movie. Do you think Zach Snyder was just like, we need someone else famous that's really funny? Her. Maybe, but I think it might have been like a response to that. Like, uh, like, oh, we have this stand-up comedian who turns out is a danger to women everywhere. Let's just recast him with a woman, you know, and prove that any character, any male character can really be played by a woman. So, you know, good, good for you, Snyder. Also, what I will say about Snyder, he was his own DP for this. He was his own director of photography. And he did awesome. He did cool. I mean, honestly, I was not uh I was not surprised at all. No, okay. I was not no, I wasn't surprised at all, honestly. Like like I saw that I was just like motherfucker. Like now you're 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 at this point now, Zach. Okay. Cause you know how they did the the, the credits at the very beginning? Yeah. I saw that I was like I feel like okay. that was a call out. Uh, that, that, that was a callback to Zombieland too, because Zombieland starts the exact same way, just with a Metallica song. Which, by the way, 
look, Snyder loves putting music in it in his in 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 his movies, and he likes to make it as obvious as possible. So when I tell you that the movie ended and a song started playing and it was Zombie by the Cranberries, I was like, oh, Zach, you, you, <laughs> think you got us so well. Like, I actually like that. I, I forgot about that. But yeah, I was like, hmm, okay. All right. I'll go with oh, you, Zachy. I, I forgot to say one thing. Sure. To me, the, fun, the funniest part of the movie, it was this very little, very little moment where uh the whole team is gathering at the, at the start where where they they all gather together and they get told like the play-by-pay of, of, of the mission mm-hmm. and there's a moment where uh, Vanderho looks at, at uh Dieter and sees his shoes mm-hmm. and it's like this little it's like a very specific boot that gets made fun of a lot and he gets looks at the boot the boots and he just goes like it's just like it's it's like a little cut off. It's super quick, but it's super funny. But he just looks at his shoes and just like, because it's it's youth pastor shoes. <laughs> but yeah, just just rewatch that scene and just like he just goes like, like just by looking at his shoes. It's really funny. But yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's fun, but it's it's two and a half hours long, and you have to like put Talk yourself into it. I don't know. I think you have to convince yourself this hard to watch a movie. Maybe it's not the most rewatchable thing. It's it's really not. But I mean, it's it's fine. It's a fine thing to exist in the atmosphere. If you're listening to us on YouTube, please like and subscribe. We greatly appreciate it. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to hear more about our thoughts on movies, go to the rollback.net. I've been Gemma. And I've been Eddie. And this. this is the rollback. It's the rollback. Reminding you. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I, I have it here. Sorry. Uh, shit. I'm so unprepared. Here's okay. Signing off with a reminder to cancel that subscription that you got a trial period for before you get charged. Someone's going to thank us for that. I guarantee it. Someday? Now you're, now you're thinking about it, aren't you? <laughs> like, I saw that subscription to that audiobook thing, but I use that.